Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Keep them coming into us. The email is lunchtimelive at newstalk.com. I often mention that email address and I ask people to get in touch if there's anything you want us to chat about in the programme. And that's something that Brian Crowley did. Brian is with us here on the show today. You might just explain um, your suggestion or maybe it's a proposal, Brian, around why we should vote according to our age rather than geographical location. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for having me on your yeah. show. So just to start with, I'm talking about Shannon reform. So I guess just to give a, an overview of the current state of the Shannon. So there are currently 49 elected seats in the Shannon. Six of these are elected by a subgroup of our university graduates, and the remainder are spread across five panels representing certain sectors of society. These are elected by outgoing senators, incoming TDs, and our local councillors. Now, it's clear this sort of system does not meet our modern-day understanding of democracy, where everyone has a voice. This was evident back in 2013, when we voted yes to retain the Shannon, but crucially, we set out a clear intent that we'd like the institution reformed. Do you know, over the last 40 years, there has been 14 reports commissioned by governments on reform in the Shannon. Now, I'm hoping my idea could become lucky number 15. Well, tell me about that. Get- what, what is the idea, Brian? But to get to my idea then, so let's take that we're reforming the Shannon's and giving it universal suffrage. The current panel system would be unfit for purpose, and there's no point in repeating the doll, for that would do little to broaden the national conversation. So with that, I was thinking there are two issues that affect and shape us all, and they are where we are from and when we are from, our age. Mm. We have a system that is great at discussing geographically based issues, but I'd like to expand that to a system to broaden the conversation, to give voice to underrepresented issues that are affecting different age demographics across so how the country. So how would that work then, Brian? Like just to just tease it out for me, we'll say the next... Yeah. So what I'm talking about is these new constituencies for the reform channels would not be defined by geographical areas, but by age brackets. And is it, so only, can, is it only, Brian, in the Shannon that you're, you're suggesting this rather than yes, at general yes, election I, as well? No, the doll would stay as it is, but the, ref- the Shannon would be reformed for universal suffrage. So you would, a candidate could run in an age bracket they are in at that time, and a, a voter would vote for candidates that are in their respective age brackets. So, ju- so just explain to me, you'd have what? You'd have, you'd have people who would run um, for the Shannon, so to be a potential senator, you'd have people in different categories, you'd tick a box for somebody, whether in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, so on. Yeah, so if you took someone, let's say an age bracket is 45 to 54, so someone who's in their 50s decides they want to run for the, se- the Shannon, they would run their campaign, uh, but they'd be targeting an audience that is between the ages of 45 and 54 as well across the country to try uh, garner their support. So what's the argument for this? So the argument is that I think that there is a lot of issues across the country that uh, go aren't, aren't well represented and well talked about because they're too dispersed across the country. So it, it, it doesn't attract any TD it isn't at the top priority of any TD's attention. And I think that this would be the next step in our democracy to give underrepresented issues greater voice. And what are those underrepresented issues that you don't think are being raised at the moment by the current 
senators? Now, to that, I think it varies. I, I So I'm in my late 20s, so I only can speak of issues that, you know, that I know are affecting people in my age demographic, a bit like the housing housing issues and so. But I know in later demographics, when you talk about pension reform and everything, that these are issues that affect not specific areas, but across the board. Mm. You couldn't say the housing issue isn't well debated, though, could you? Oh, but it is now, but yeah. as in as it was coming aboard. But you know, these are you know, you don't know what the issues are not being talked about if there is no platform to voice them, which okay. I don't believe there is. So, d- d- just for for to, I know your 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 main argument, I suppose, and Brian is is in and around uh, Shanna the reform, and obviously that's something that that you want to see happen. But like. If your, we'll say, proposal was taken on board and if, if that was to come to fruition, why stop there? Like, why not just say instead of having, you know, constituency um, constituency areas, constituency boundaries like we have, like, you know, Donegal, Cavan Monaghan, Dublin Bay North, South, etc., all of that. Why not just then in general vote by age rather than location? Because I think both issues affect, affect um, people. Like, if we take... Um, so I come from Clorgland in County Kerry. So me and my father, with a 40-year age gap, we have we have very similar f- views on issues that are affecting rural Ireland. They're not necessarily age-related, but then our perspective of issues that are facing us due to where we find ourselves in our life in this time, they would be deferred then. So you, it's good, I think, to have, if we're to have two houses of Oireachtas, to have two different areas where different issues can be talked about. Callum is with us on the line as well. Callum is a political science student. Um, Callum, is this something like voting by age, just, uh, you know, in, uh, as a theory in general, is it something you'd agree with? Hi, Andre, and thanks very much for having me on. Um, same to Brian, thanks very much for bringing the proposal. It's definitely an interesting one. Um, I think for myself, like, you know, Andre, I, I talk a lot about how, how young people aren't really hurting our political system at the moment. And I think the proposal of, or the principle of this proposal highlights that issue, is that young people can't see themselves in politics at the moment. You know, if we look at our Oireachtas come 2019 when we had our, or 2020 when we had a big set of elections, less than 2% of politicians were under the age of 30. Now I'm 20 years of age, I'm from rural Limerick, I, I'm living now just, just by UCD in South Dublin, um, and he and my friends, everyone, every, every young person in Ireland is facing, I suppose, uh, uh, you could say a double whammy, but just multiple um, crises at the same time. Whether it's in relation to the housing issue like that was talked about there, whether it's in relation to our economics when we look at inflation, whether it's in relation to the climate and the environment where we're reading reports that it's getting worse and worse. We're seeing that our generation want to have a say. They, they want to have an institutionalised voice. It's not that we want this normative voice in the media or we want an advisory capacity. We want a constitutional voice. And I think this proposal definitely brings an interesting way of bringing it. Um, I, I'd be very interested to see it in practice. And I think it's um, it's interesting in the sense of looking at it in terms of Shannon reform. Um, the Shannon reform, I suppose, like, you know, for, for a lot of people, I, I often think it just goes over nearly people's heads. And, you know, in, in many cases, like, I just wonder, is the voting by age... Um, like, I mean, is the other side of that argument, Callum, just like reducing the age at which people can vote? Is that not kind of the same thing? 
Well, that's very true. Um, I think there's there's two things when you ask that question that come to my mind anyway. Is that the first one is um, is in relation to um, I suppose the hierarchy of of age in in Ireland is if the different age brackets are is there really going to be an equal sitting? Let's say if eighteen to twenty five year olds or sixteen to twenty five year olds, like I talk about now in a second, whether they vote, are they going to be given? The, is their representative going to be given the same standing in a Shannon committee? as a 45 to 54 year old candidate let's say um so i think that's an important thing that we don't want to we we need very much to find in this proposal okay. but i suppose in terms of the voting age um i think there we're, we're, at the moment we're look, we're seeing political literacy levels among young people which we haven't really seen before and um, we're seeing this access to information that um that's brilliant and it's really great to see and i think any social movement that we're looking at, it's underpinned by young people. And it's mm. underpinned by young people who support that movement. Um, so people are more po- people are people are more politically engaged from a younger age then. Definitely, okay. so I, I think they yeah. are. Do I, you? I think, do, do, I think so. Geraldine is with us on the line as well. Stay with us, Brian and Callum. Um, Geraldine, do you feel represented in politics? Um, it's very, very interesting from the the two presenters before me. One of the things I'd like to point out to is how the Irish system is based. And it's based entirely on, on originally was on the American system of the separation of powers. Now, our Senate, our Shannon, doesn't have a lot of powers. It's not actually constructed right. I don't think doing the age thing that is being proposed would work. I can't see how it would work. We, we do need to look, because the Shannon has a role to play, now, the, 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 um, the people from the universities, like who uh, graduates from the universities who also vote in it. So there is a, a wider people who do, but again, it's very limited. And I remember when they were trying to re- or put up this proposal to get rid of the Shannon, I actually wrote and said, we need to actually sit down and reform the Shannon mm. and make it a, a much better working thing. But to, for people's voices to be heard, it's not, just to who you put into power. It's actually how the system works. And if you go to, like where I looked at when I was studying uh, quality studies was, how other countries are more egalitarian. And Ireland is not an egalitarian country. We, we are very, again, because of the way our constitution was written. Like, women have no rights under the Irish constitution. So it's not only the age, it's the women have also suffered in this because of the way it's done. So we need to look at how our, our and not least how, how we actually run the system. Like, wh- how do we give the voice to people, young people? How do we give it to older people? And then the people who represent us, how do we bring them to account when they're not doing their job? Yeah. So do, 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 do the, the, in and they're not legislating right. Yeah. Like so the go in. The idea, the idea, Geraldine. Sorry about voting um, yes, on your age. We'll say, you know, rather yeah. than like we we all vote by way of constituency in the general yes. election. Well, you have to have some system in voting, but I don't know how the age thing would work. I, I've been racking my brain and trying to say how would that actually work or why. Like I remember when I was in my twenties and I went to vote, and you couldn't vote there if you were twenty one. And I remember the person who was, was, was one of the, the, the leaders at the time was Sean Lamass. Now, Sean Lamass is one of the best Taoiseachs we've ever had. And uh, like a lot of young people voted for Sean Lamass. And they were right to vote for him because it turned out he turned the country around. 
So it's very hard to say. It's again, I feel, and I said this before, you're creating silos, and silos create segregation. Okay. We get Should... rid of silos. Like our whole our whole health system is in silos. Our whole education system is in silos. And silos do not work. Other countries have got rid of the silos. Okay. Jenna, you're a student, I believe, and you're in your 20s. Um, do you feel represented in politics today? Yeah, um, not really, to be honest. Um, I think that the problems faced by young people today are, are not represented. For example, the housing crisis and the climate emergency. They're two major topics that affect people like me in my 20s or people in their 30s. Like, I, that's like way, that's just impossible to me. The idea, say, for example, owning a house, like I, I would feel I'd have to move country to even think about doing that. And even trying to find a house to rent is impossible within a certain budget or a livable budget. And then I feel the climate crisis is definitely not addressed sufficiently whatsoever. Um, and I think young people would have a greater grasp on the importance of addressing these issues like with immediacy as well. But with urgency, um, which I don't think is happening, because I think young people have um, more of a understanding or more access to the information about the importance of topics such as these. So, like, you think the idea that you know, we'll say, Jenna, if we had, you know, um, for instance, we'll use Brian and Callum, who said they're in their in their twenties. That you know, I don't know what part of the country you're, li- you know, you're from or you're living in, but rather than voting by way of constituency, if you had to vote, um, if you're living in Cork and there's two or three people from Donegal, the border areas, Dublin, in their twenties running, that you would vote for those people, despite the fact that I mean, you kind of wouldn't, you wouldn't know anything about them. I think, would that matter well, to you? Yes, it does matter to me. I think it's a step in the right direction, acknowledging having people in like say in their 20s, with some bit more power and influence. So I think another important thing might be to look at, say, their educational background. Say someone with a scientific background, I think, would be important, a social science background, political background, and economic background. I think it would also be helpful to see what their expertise is and then go from there. Do you think, Callum, if there were... um I suppose, more people in the kind of late 20s, early 30s age bracket, even in the doll, just leave the Shannon to one side for the moment, but but in the doll, well, like, would policy be any different? I think it would, right? When I was 17, I ran for um, an advisory committee in the, the Limerick City and County Council, and I, I got it, thankfully. Um, and what I've seen is that uh, it, was, it was very much, um, I suppose, an older-based committee, um, and the the decisions being made in it is not that I disagreed with them. It was more so the way they were being decided was there wasn't. I don't know. When we think about politics, there's a bit of um, there's a bit of energy. There's there's like a, there's a sense of localism to it. There's a sense of looking after your community and providing the best solutions. When I looked at the committee that I that I now sit on before I was on this, um, it, it didn't really seem like it was being prioritised. I saw going in as a young person that. It not only brought, I suppose, a sense of representing something younger than what was used to in, in an establishment, but it brought energy, it brought passion, it brought innovation, and I've seen that time and time and time again when young people have got involved in politics or whether they've gotten involved in policy rooms. Um, one of my things, though, that I'd, I'd just like to mention about the proposal, 
Um, and I suppose especially in relation to, you know, moving it from geographic-based to age-based, is that I think there's other ways that we can legitimize young people's constitutional rights in terms of the political system. Um, okay. I think there's an opportunity and, and steps that we can take that don't risk our, our principles of localism in our politics. Some of the messages coming in on this, I actually think it's ageist, couldn't have it, not a good idea at all, says this listener, especially with older voices. I feel they'd be ignored. Nobody would listen to the young, says one texter. Evan says, I think people would just ignore younger voices. They'd treat them lesser. Those without much experience, they'd be looked down on. And then it would just end up happening that all the issues for the older, younger people sorry, uh, would be passed over. This texter says, I don't vote for people based on their age. I vote for issues and views that are important to me and how they represent those. I think that's how the majority do. By this logic, I would agree with every politician's uh, age, say, for instance. I certainly don't, says one texter. Keep them coming into us. 1800 453 106 is the number. Um, do your guests believe that public representatives are not advocating for people of a different age? Um, does he think, by extension expect that we must have representatives aged in their 70s, 80s and 90s to represent their constituents. I think a lot more thinking required here, says one listener. A lot of people actually getting in touch about this today, but I suppose essentially it comes back to, do you feel represented by politicians in Leinster House in 2023, irrespective of your age? Do you feel represented? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're asking, do you feel represented in politics here in Ireland today? Like when you look at the makeup of whether it's the doll in Leinster House or Shanna Therein, um, I want to hear your views on this. You can send them in 87 106 is the free WhatsApp number if you want to get in touch. There's a lot of people actually getting in contact. Leo was with us on the line in Dublin. Leo, you are 17. Um, would you like to see people of your age in Parliament? Have I got Leo? No, we got no Leo. No, we'll try and come back to Leo then. So Stephen, though, is with us on the line too. Um, Stephen, you're in your 30s. What do you think about this this idea that Brian mentioned earlier? Uh, yeah, look, it, it's an interesting proposal. Um, I think there's a lot of good points been made so far, though. I, I think in terms of uh, representation, it's really the individual that, that you're, you're trying to get to represent you, right? I don't know if age makes an enormous difference in terms of someone's ability to you know, to lead and, and be, you know, a representative of their particular area. I just think politics in this country is slightly broken, maybe. Um, you know, we have local elections for your local region. We then have a general mm-hmm. election where everyone else is also from your local region. Um, and there's no uh, kind of big picture thinking, I think, is kind of missing a lot of the time. So in terms of, <clears throat> let's say, for example, Slauncher Care was, you know, brought a, a few years back. It was cross-party. Everybody agreed uh, that this was a good idea. Everybody rose in behind us. And then we have issues which are the big issues of today's, which is housing. And it's very much, you said this, I said this. And it's, it's you know, throwing stones uh, across the political divide rather than people coming together and saying, you know what, let's try and tackle this. Let's try and resolve this um, and get people from the different age categories, get people from different backgrounds, get everybody represented to say, look, here's my issues, here's my issues, here's my issues. and everyone's going to have to compromise somewhere. Um, but I think the way that society has gone in in the last maybe 20 years it is quite individualistic. So everybody is looking for something for themselves. Whereas 
I think there needs to be a little bit more of a social conscience around the place where people say, okay, yeah, look, the housing crisis is awful and people shouldn't be homeless. And 100% everybody agrees with that. But we need to come together and get solutions to these issues. Um, And I think that's where we're being misrepresented, is that we need to be looking at the bigger picture instead of trying to nitpick across political parties to to try and kind of point score. Um, the National Youth Council of Ireland, like they've obviously been been lobbying and looking to get the right to vote to sixteen and, and seventeen year olds. Leo, why why would you like to see people, or would you like to see people of your age in Parliament? Uh, hi, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'd really like to see not just people my age in Parliament, but also people my age voting. I think is really important. Having the vote for people at the age of sixteen and seventeen would be really important. Why? A lot of the issue. Well, yeah, a lot of the issues they face today are not really being addressed by politicians because young people don't quite have a mechanism to apply sort of their own voice into those issues into politicians that they'd have to respond to. Voting is one of those primary ways that young people could apply pressure to politicians or for politicians to actually address their issues. The the point around being represented in the doll, though, like, I mean, why does age necessarily matter? Surely it's, you know, whether it's policy-based or ideology-based rather than age. People of any age can raise an issue, basically. Of course, I 100% agree. And I think... What's covered in this proposal also covers that, is that at different ages we face different problems. So in the younger sort of ages, we face issues regarding uh, spaces or youth clubs or youth centres or things to do. Whereas as you get older, you might face different issues. And as you get even older than that, you might face completely different issues regarding public transport, for example. And I think just as the issues develop over time, age is definitely a factor on what sort of issues you have as you go along. Mm -hmm. And I think definitely at 16 and 17, you do have completely different issues to people who are aged maybe 50 or 60. Yeah, but I suppose the point and a lot of the texters, you know, getting in touch today make the issue around like having finished school education, life experience, even even in terms of having a first job, paying tax is a common text coming in too. Dee is with us on the line. Dee, do you think we need more younger people in politics? I absolutely do, Andrea. Hi. Um, I do. Um, I think like the people we have haven't served us well really. I'd be coming at it from a kind of climate catastrophe point of view. Um, and you know our, our our failure to decarbonize sectors, dairy and farming, and um, transport. I mean, Leo Varadkar himself said we are climate laggards, and we've done precious little about it. So I think absolutely we need younger people. I mean, look at 2018 and uh, repeal the eighth when young people got involved. It was spectacular, you know. So I, I think yeah, absolutely we need we need to get rid of the less of the stale male and pale and more of the new thinking and vibrancy and yeah participation okay. of younger people is important do you think and it think should so, be there yeah, yeah. I think it's crucially important yeah. yeah Adrian Cavan is a like Adrian's an, an election expert I suppose Adrian but you're a lecturer um, a geography lecturer at Maynooth University the idea of voting by age rather than geographical location would it work? Uh, I'm a geographer Andrea so I'm probably going to be biased here yeah. uh, I think there's actually two a few things to note in this. First of all, on the uh, most countries have 
nearly all countries, with the exception of those that have nationalist systems, they organise their constituencies on a geographical basis. There's operational reasons for this because it's just easier, because that's the way you can organise polling stations, etc., within a specific geographical area. But there's also the fact that just as issues are age-based, just as issues are certain issues are more relevant to certain groups in society, there are also issues that are place-based. We all live in places. Uh, certain areas have issues that they want addressed. Uh, maybe it's an area doesn't have enough schools. Maybe an area has problems in terms of transport links. My worry would be if you went down the route of, say, an age-based system, even outside the operational issues, that you might end up in a situation that everything becomes very focused in Dublin because that's where most of the voters are and rural areas start mm. getting overlooked or issues in rural areas get missed out on. So I think in a way the geographical constituencies does allow for different places to be represented with their issues. Uh, my argument on the point on age uh, would be that maybe the doll is in the place where you could do this. I think there's a lot of talk that needs to be done in relation to the Shannon. Mm. Well, that now, goes back Shannon to Brian's point initially, actually. That's what he was, yeah. all stems from Shannon reform. Yeah, the Shannon was in the, has always been designed to represent sectoral interests, group interests. But ultimately, at the moment, most of the voting is done by TDs and especially county councillors. So if there was Shannon reform, this could be a way of uh, allowing for better representation of groups on the... Uh, on the uh, issue of getting more young people into politics, I think that's a big issue. Local elections can be a great way of letting younger people, getting them involved in elections at a local level before they move on then to challenging, say, a general election a year or two later. The problem I see, I've been following this basically for 10, 20 years now, getting young people involved in politics is a challenge, but mm. what I've seen in the, since the last local elections Keeping younger people in politics, I think, is an even bigger challenge because politics, believe it or not, is a tough game, especially at local elections. Absolutely. And a lot of younger people, I've been tracing the number of councillors who have been resigning or stepping down since the last local elections. A lot of these are the younger councillors, the people who were elected for the first time back in uh, 2019. And they're just finding local politics a tough game, the challenge of trying to balance the demands of being a county councillor or city councillor. And they are quite big demands on people with the fact that they've got to also do their day job as well. And for a lot of the young first-time politicians who were elected back in 2019, they just find they just can't balance that. Yeah. So finding some mechanism to keep younger people in politics, I think that's a challenge as well. So so just kind of on a final point then, Adrian, is the, like, there's a lot of the text coming in from listeners. There's been a lot of reaction, I have to say, you know, uh, to this, whether that's surprising or not, I don't know. But one of the points that has struck me is that a lot of the listeners think that there's there's a lot of potential for ageism if we had an age-based system. Mm. Is there merit in that argument? There might be. I think, personally, I think it's good to get different age groups represented in the doll because I agree with the point on younger people. I think the danger is because politicians tend to be on average older, it's almost like a process in a way uh, in terms of getting the doll. Like in the old days, you always felt that you had to win a few, lose a few elections before you won them and you had to do your time before you were seen as a prospective candidate. The problem is if 
uh, there's not enough representation of younger people's views in the doll. Uh, the tendency then is they're probably going to get less emphasis when it comes to policy discussions. So uh, the problem as well is the other side of the kind, you need more younger people voting. I, I'm personally in favour of pushing the age down to 60 myself because that allows younger people a chance to vote while they're in school. When they're in a position where... Uh, and you think that should happen? ...easier to mobilise. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem is when younger people are starting to vote for the first time nowadays, they're probably in between their first job or in between college and it just gets lost out on that. So you say, you say reduce it to 16, the voting age? I think if you reduce it to 16, uh, you'll get a lot more people who, when it comes to the first time to vote, they're in school and there's more scope then to mobilise them. Voting okay. is a habitual thing. If you get into the habit of voting, you'll tend to vote... Uh, the problem is always with those people who have never voted before. The problem is with low turnouts for them. Yeah, getting them out. Getting them into the habit the, of voting. Yeah. Adrian, thank you for, for getting in touch, for joining us here on the show today. Adrian Kavanagh, lecturer um, at the Department of Geography at Maynooth University. Leo there, Stephen D as well, for getting in touch with your thoughts. Uh, potential for ageism, but you might not have the vote within your age group, says this texter. It would have to have a requirement to have one candidate in each age group. Presumably gender would come into it as well. This listener says a big problem is poorly qualified TDs. Yes, they may be qualified from college, but haven't proved their worth in business. Another listener says age doesn't matter if you're willing to listen, to understand and have empathy to um, with people and try to be unbiased. No matter what age you are or what issue you're dealing with, I will say one thing in favour of older people. We were young once, we were parents, we've dealt with loss and success. Life learning experience at many levels that perhaps younger people don't have. But in government, you need to deal with all the issues regardless of the age. A mix of people from all backgrounds, interests, extremely important. Personally, I would love to see national candidates put forward that anyone can vote for across the island in government elections. Take out the local parochial out of national elections lunchtime live with andrea gilligan weekdays at midday on news talk